Now, a lot of it goes back to what I said earlier about focusing on the results. Like the result of speech therapy is improvement, improvement of your patient's life, of whatever their therapy goals are. The goal is not just to do therapy. The goal is to see their lives improved. And so this online teletherapy option offers that a different way to achieve the same goals. Solid, Solid. sustaining, and successful. successful. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast with your host, Kyle Meads, speech and language pathologist. Listen, learn, and prosper as we share our experience and knowledge so that you can improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, hello, everyone. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. This is episode number 45. My name is Kyle Meads, and I'm a speech pathologist since 1993. And these podcasts are designed to help you improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Thanks again for all the emails and all the questions. And as of today, today, Sunday, November the 25th, 2018, we have well over 41,766 listeners to the show. And I'm super delighted you guys are out there. And if this is your first episode, welcome to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. And I hope you find everything that you need to grow, scale, start your own speech therapy private practice. So I know you're in the right place. Lots of people get value here every single month. And if you don't mind, you hear me say it time and time again, value is what you get in the absence of money. These podcasts are absolutely free for you. So if you wouldn't mind, just go to the Android or the iOS platform of your choice and leave some good five-star feedback so that other people just like you you can get the same valuable information that you're receiving now. They can find it much simpler if you would just do your part and leave some feedback. Also, we have a space available for the perfect student. That's when you fly into Tucson and work with me hand in hand. We'll show you how to get credentialed and how to bill and how to grow, scale, work your referrals, all the things that you need to know. It's a supercharged system to get you ready to go in speech therapy, private practice. But a lot of people just can't leave their job. And if that's where you are right now, we have another option where you can get training from me and I'm there to help you. It's the Private SLP All Access Community. And you can find these options at privateslp.com forward slash coaching. Now I wanted to jump in today and answer a question. We had a listener and her name is Stacy and she was wanting to know if we are able to treat individuals in their home that have been discharged from home care or maybe they've maxed out their Medicare benefits. She goes on to say that she works with adults and the geriatric population, you know, strokes and traumatic brain injuries and things like that. She's got uh, referrals to see these families, you know, in their home. And she knows that these folks, they can't get to the uh, patient clinic, but she's more than willing to go and see these people in the home setting. And so she wanted to know if they can pay cash and she wants to see those patients. And so that's what she wanted to know. And my big disclaimer here, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I don't want to be a lawyer, but I will say this. You want to double check and make sure that you don't have a contract with Medicare. I mean, you may want to have a contract with Medicare, but I guess the main issue here is you can take someone's cash 
if you're not in network with that person's insurance plan. And you just might find out if you've worked for long-term care centers and things like that, you may already have a Medicare contract attached to your PI number. So you definitely want to call. If you go to cms.gov, that's the Center for Medicare Services, you can reach out to them and give them a call and give them your name and your MPI number. You may find that you are already in the Medicare system. And if you are, you may want to think twice about taking cash from that person because if you are in network or a network provider for Medicare services, you've got to bill those Medicare plans appropriately and accurately. So, you know, it's a contractual issue. And again, I'm not a lawyer, but I do know that if you are in network with any plan, you know, that could be Blue Cross, Blue Shield, or Aetna, or Humana, or United Healthcare, any of those plans, TRICARE, you know, when you are in network, you've got to provide that service to those patients under those rules that you signed in that contract. So you might want to just do your due diligence and double check if you're in network. But you know, there's nothing wrong if you're not credentialed with any health insurance plans and you want to see people in the home, that's fine. If you have an agreement, you can do that. In the all access community, we talk about how to bill insurance companies if you do have those patients that you see that are in network with those plans that you're credentialed with. We show you how to bill it and how to collect it. Also, too, you know, when someone has Medicare, especially with these geriatric patients, they also might have other insurances, like they might have TRICARE for Life or they might have Blue Cross and Blue Shield. You know, you need to bill those plans first because any sort of government plan wants to be the payer of last resort. You know, any Medicaid plans or any Medicare plans, they always want to be the payer of last resort. So there's other plans that you need to bill appropriately first, you know, if you're in network with those other plans. So that's just something to think about. And today what I want to do is I want to talk to you about teletherapy. And recently I had a gentleman named Eric DeGrove. He reached out to me. He is the president of Blink Session, and you can find them at BlinkSession.com. He is a programmer, and he is the CEO of Blink Session, and he reached out to me and wanted to tell me about his software platform that he has made from the ground up, and it allows someone to perform teletherapy sessions and bill it and get paid and how to schedule on his platform, and it's just really nice to see another person out there really making a change and making a difference in other people's lives through the platform of teletherapy. His wife is a speech pathologist and they own Sprout Therapy Services out in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So when he reached out to me, he wanted to let me know that they started out as a brick and mortar business, but they found that they really had another opportunity to help people that couldn't get to their clinic for speech therapy services. And that's where this whole idea of Blink Session got started. So in the interview that we complete today, we talk about why he built Blink Session and some opportunities to offer services online. We talk about the biggest challenges to offering services online and then his online private practice startup advice. So Anybody out there who has an interest in teletherapy or maybe is thinking about starting a teletherapy business or some sort of addition to your own speech therapy private practice, this is the episode for you. Let's get started. 
Hey, Eric, how you doing today? Doing good. Hey, how was your Thanksgiving? It was really good. I had a good time with family and ready to get back to work here before Christmas. That's awesome. Yeah, I just got off the plane, got out of Baton Rouge in New Orleans, and I've been doing that whole vegan diet thing. But once a year, I go crazy and ate too much crawfish and raw oysters and fried yeah. seafood. So You got to dig in once in a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, tell me about this Blink Session program you made. Why'd you do that? Yeah, so my wife and I, uh, we live here in Colorado Springs, and she's been a speech therapist for, what, 13 years now? And my background is in software development. But we founded a clinic here, what, two and a half years ago? And during the time that we were starting up and we were looking for business, we noticed that a lot of our clients were coming from further out from our location, out in rural areas. And we thought maybe this is a business opportunity for us. Maybe this is an opportunity to serve people who are on the outskirts of the city, but do it online. And so we looked into doing telepractice or teletherapy. And at that time, this was about two years ago, so about six months after we started our practice, there was really only one software package available specifically for doing speech online, and it wasn't very good, and it wasn't selling well. And so since I had that background in software development, I thought, hey, let's look into building something to help speech therapists do speech therapy online, to take what they do in person and to do it online. And so that was kind of the impetus for creating this software. Man, what an idea. You know, we have a lot of emails my listening audience sends me emails all the time about software. And, you know, in our clinic, we had the same scenario. We serve Southeast Arizona and the outlying areas, but sometimes we have people who are, you know, an hour and a half out and they just really don't have the time to be driving back and forth from the clinic. And, you know, once in a while we'll do some Skype sessions, but, you know, from what we're talking about the other day, we had a little chat the other day and Mm -hmm. I guess Skype's not the way to do it, is it? Yeah. And, you know, when we were looking at software two years ago for our private practice and we found nothing in the market, really, what I wanted to do was to make it easier for my wife to do therapy online. And so we thought, well, I can use Zoom, we can use Skype, we can use these products that were designed for, you know, personal chats or business meetings. We can do that, but they don't really help the therapist get used to doing therapy online or they don't provide that feature set that therapists really needed. And so that's what my heart was. What I really wanted to do was make it easier for therapists to start doing therapy online. That's great. Now on your software Blink session, does your platform Mm -hmm. take payments? Does it allow the therapist to manipulate the environment? You know, if you have online tools, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, you know, if you go to Skype or FaceTime and any of those products we're used to using, you know, they're typically are pretty easy to use, especially FaceTime. You can get on, you have a video call with somebody. And some of them, like Skype now and Zoom, particularly GoToMeeting, those products have screen share. So you can share maybe a window of your computer or you can share the whole screen. And so that's a tool that a lot of the therapists were using to kind of provide interactivity in the session. Well, there's other things that you're doing within a session that we wanted to help with. And there's things you're doing outside of the session that we really wanted to help with. So I said that, you know, one of our goals was to 
make a software platform that made it easier. And so we started with this idea of resources that when you're a therapist, when you're an SLP, you're using flashcards, games with kids, definitely. You're using exercises. You're using all these different types of resources that are aiding you in teaching and going through exercises with your clients. And we wanted to replicate that online with resources that would work seamlessly in the virtual space. So if your client was on an iPad and you were on a computer, that you could bring up that resource and it would work well in that setting. And so we started with that and we developed a resource catalog, but we wanted to develop a resource catalog that enabled people to be creative and invited other therapists to share with each other. So instead of just making a few apps or games that we allowed you to use in Blink Session, we made a store where you can share and sell with one another. And so that's really the central focus of Blink Session. But there's so many other features that we saw that therapists were needing when they do sessions online. And one of those is, you know, writing notes, your SOAP notes. We didn't want you to have to go to another program to write your notes mm-hmm. so you can write them all in a session. We didn't want you to have to have a different payment processor. Say you wanted to take credit cards online. Your clients can do that. You can schedule appointment reminders, all these little features. You can learn about the features at BlinkSession.com. But we wanted to create the tools that make it easier for not only you to do therapy online, but for you to run your business online. So that your clients had a place to log in and they could see things you've shared with them. They could pay their bills. They could see appointments, all those little things. So, you know, our goal, Kyle, was really just to make it easier, particularly for that private practice startup, for that private practice person, that speech therapist to get into this world of teletherapy. That's awesome. I have a some of the all-access community members. I threw that out there when you reached out to me. I threw mm-hmm. that link to BlinkSession.com so they can learn more about it as well. Now, explain to me a little bit more. Do you have to be on the same platform if somebody's using like an Android tablet or a, mm-hmm. you know an iPad tablet? You know, the, I guess as an old school speech pathologist, you know, I'm working with these kids, you know, one on one in the clinic, and we've got our iPads or you know our tablets or you know right. we've got that kid right in front of us. Can you actually mm-hmm. take like the iPad or what's on your screen or on the Android mm-hmm. device and it's right mm-hmm. on your platform there, so the other person on the other end can see that? Yeah. So, you know, this is a question I get a lot from people looking to get into teletherapy or telepractice is because we're used to using – I'm not used to it because I'm not a therapist, but I know my wife, wife is used is. to <laughs> Yeah, she's used to using her iPad. I think we have three of them at our clinic for even evaluations, to play games. And it makes sense because, you know, I have three kids, they're five, nine and 11. And, you know, my five-year-old would be on an iPad 24 hours a day if we didn't stop her from it. But, you know, she's used to an iPad. It makes sense to her. It's something she can interact with. And in a therapy setting, we're used to using that technology. And so the natural thing is to think, well, can I just use this technology in a telus situation? Well, one thing you have to think about when you're doing therapy over the internet is that whatever you do on your side, on your computer has to be replicated on the other side, on their computer or their device. And so I always remind people of that because there are some technical differences that you really have to be aware of that maybe you're sharing from your iPad over screen share and you figured out how to do that to your student on the other side. But you have to think about that they can't touch that. 
you know, they're used to touching it and manipulating it with their fingers. And so what we found and what we want to do at Blink Session is kind of provide alternate ways that we know will work on both sides of it that they'll replicate if that kid is on an iPad, you know, at their home and you're on a computer at your office. Does that make sense? Yeah. So do they have to have a touch screen on their end to interact with the program on your side? So, you know, with Blink Session, technologically, one of our tech goals was to make it compatible no matter what device you're using. Now, so, and we wanted a solution where people didn't have to download anything. You know, I got tired of having to download a new program every time someone wanted to have a meeting with me. And so we wanted to make it all in the browser. So on Blink Session, if you're on a iPad, you simply bring up Safari, you go to BlinkSession.com, log in, and you're ready to go. If you're on a computer, you can use Chrome, Safari, Firefox, and you can just log right in. There's no software to download. And it will work seamlessly no matter what platform you're on, as long as you're on one of those browsers. So we try to make it super easy that way, not having to download software. That's great. I mean, I know when I'm interacting with my podcast audience, when I'm sending out emails, you know, I've got these things called API keys that, you know, one program's got to have an API Mm -hmm. key to communicate with the other program. And sometimes, you know, you got five or six things going on in the background. It can get really challenging. I mean, how Mm -hmm. easy is this for your average speech pathologist, you know, who isn't tech savvy? I mean, how easy is it uh, to operate? Oh, yeah, super easy. You know, if you can log in and do Gmail, you can do therapy online. You know, I think, you know, anything new is going to take some learning. But at the same time, our goal at Blink Session is to put ourselves in the shoes of a speech therapist. And so we've designed it to fit your working pattern, to fit the features you need. And we say that a lot because a lot of therapists today are using Zoom or other products that were not designed for therapists. And they don't have that feature set that makes it easy for them. Right. I would think, too, there's HIPAA compliant. I mean, that's a big thing with Skype or something like Zoom. What about your platform? Is that HIPAA compliant? Right. Yes, definitely. And that's another issue where I've just written three articles for our website about this. Recently, one yesterday where, you know, I was looking into not only security. And a lot of therapists will come and ask us, we were at ASHA last week, and so we got a lot of questions about end-to-end encryption. You know, are the video calls encrypted, you know, end-to-end and these technical things? And all those things are important. Of course, Blink Session is 100% HIPAA compliant, but there's so many other things to consider when you're online. Things like, you know, data privacy. If I have a Skype call with somebody or I have a FaceTime call, is Microsoft or Apple or Google, whoever, are they going to sell that data? Are they going to know? So it's super important that you use a platform that states they are HIPAA compliant, that they're following those rules, that they're underneath those regulations, because you don't want it to come back two years ago that, you know, you used a platform that wasn't HIPAA compliant and some data got out that you had sessions with different people. And so that's why we take, you know, the security and the privacy really seriously. Absolutely. I mean, that's a big mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. What about if somebody wants to review their sessions? Can the mm-hmm. client log back in and go over sessions that they had last week? If a parent wants to go over their mm-hmm. Arctic exercises with a kid, how do they do that? Yeah. So, you know, going along with the features to help therapists, we are just rolling out, it should be ready in about two weeks, a recording feature. So you can record sessions 
And then they'll be stored in our cloud environment, which is HIPAA compliant. You don't have to worry about, you know, session recordings being on somebody's laptop and getting stolen, but they're there. And then you could share those recordings with a patient. You could even go in and, and you'll be able to record, you know, maybe a, a sample of how to do something. And then you can share it with the client. They can log in and then the parent can bring it up and interact with it. So that we have those tools in place where they have a dashboard, your client has a dashboard and they can go over things without you being there. So that's one area of therapy we've really tried to help with is really that home programming piece. Man, that sounds exciting. Mm -hmm. Do you ever find now that your online practice is growing faster than your brick and mortar business? Yeah. Well, you know, the growth is amazing. We were at Asher last week, like I said, and so many people, 18,000 people at this conference last week. But, you know, we must have personally spoken to 800 people who want to introduce teletherapy or they want to get into teletherapy or they want to bring it into the private practice. And so I see both growing. And what I see is that there's just such a need for speech therapists that any avenue where people can get services is growing. Absolutely. Yeah. You can expand your market. You can serve people that are, what, homebound. They can't get out of the house. I mean, in, in southeast Arizona, you know, we have people, like I was saying earlier, two and a half, three hours away that need therapy services. And, you know, I know people, you know, mm -hmm. even in the medical space, you know, even United Healthcare, the insurance that I provide for our employees at no cost, you know, there's mm -hmm. a nurse 24-7 that you can just dial it up and you can talk to the nurse and get a prescription online. I mean, it's amazing how right. doctor's visits, nurse practitioners, practitioner visits, you know, therapy visits, it's kind of going online now. Right. And it's something that your average consumer, you know, I've started five businesses and I've been involved in marketing and, you know, so I'm kind of addicted to entrepreneurship. And so I've studied the trends a lot, but, you know, your average consumer is kind of expecting these services, you know, and as a therapist, that can kind of be scary because, you know, what therapist has had a teletherapy class in their graduate program? You know, very few of them, if any. And so that can be scary. It's like, how do I provide this service when I don't know how to provide it? Maybe you could share some ideas on that. Right. We were talking before this, you know, we have kids and my kid's almost 13 years old and his generation, you know, they're so used to staring at people on the other end in their phone or they'll have, you know, webcams going, they're playing Fortnite, they're doing yeah. three different things at one time. You know, for my son, it's nothing just to pick up the phone and FaceTime his friends. I mean, for me, you know, I'm pushing 49 at the middle of the month, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's just totally different. But there's so many people who, like you were saying, who are demanding these services now, you know, not just a brick and mortar clinic where you've got outpatient speech therapy visits, but for those people in the outlying areas who really want these services. And I've noticed too, that, you know, it's not just send somebody a PayPal link mm. anymore and get paid, you know, insurances are starting to reimburse as well right. for online services. Did you come across any reimbursement issues at ASHA? Yeah, it really wasn't talked about much, much as I thought it would be in the courses. But I do know that CPT, there's a recent change in CPT codes related to, you know, where the service is rendered. And things are definitely going that way in terms of reimbursements. But, you know, one thing I have learned, you know, that's really come to mind recently about transitioning from in-person to online services is that we tend to think a lot about how we do things in person, you know, how we're used to doing them. And then we think that that is therapy. Therapy is how we do it instead of the goals, you know, and online, so much of it is 
how do I achieve that same therapy goal online with a different method? Does that make sense? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and also yeah. just the technology behind it, it can be a nightmare. But over at BlinkSession.com, it sounds yeah. like you've got everything, you know, kind of under one roof. And right. I was saying too, like with, you know, PayPal, do you guys right. use PayPal as your payment processor? Is it through Stripe or? Yeah. So with Stripe, we use Stripe to integrate because it's super easy. You just, once you have your Blink Session account, you just go in and click two buttons and you can link a Stripe account. If you don't have one, you can set it up with your bank account and then people can pay online through the system. Of course, you know, you can definitely use another invoicing system outside of Blink Session. Some people have other systems they're already using. And so we just integrated that feature to make it easy for them. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you're able to schedule it, you're able to get paid, you're able to complete the sessions online. It sounds right. like you guys are really scaling this thing. What other features do you have coming up in the near future? Right. So, you know, besides the recording, because we really see that as an important thing where especially for the school setting, because 80%, give or take, of online speech right now is a school setting. So a lot of companies will have a contract with a school who can't find a therapist locally or they want the virtual experience for some reason. So they'll have that contract. Well, they end up having meetings with, you know, the principal, the special ed department, parents, and they'll to go over IEPs. So we wanted to introduce this recording feature so that, you know, you could even record your session, bring it up there in an IEP meeting, and you can bring up other documents and all these things. That's a big feature for us coming out. The other one is we're going to have a self-schedule feature. So right now you can log in, set your availability for your schedule, and then you can set it for other therapists in your organization. But we'll have it where the client can log in. And then they can schedule themselves if you've given them permission to do that. And so that way you're not dealing as much with having to talk to them on the phone. So those little features, there's about a hundred other things we want to add definitely to make it easier to do therapy online. So, man, that's great. Is it pretty costly to jump on a platform like this or is it something you can work into? Or if you really wanted to jump on this platform and start yeah. out online, how would you do that? Right. With Blink Session, you go to BlinkSession.com. You can sign up for a trial. You can watch a demo or you can definitely email us with any questions. And then what we've done is if you have five or more therapists, what we found is a lot of private practices that have, you know, five plus therapists, they want to get into teletherapy, but they're going to be slow at it. So that makes sense. You know, they're going to ramp up. They're going to start right. with maybe four or five. And so what we do is if you have enough therapists, we give you a custom quote so that you're not paying as much. You're paying for basically what you use. So, you know, go on BlakeSession.com, let us know what your needs are, then we can help accommodate the pricing that fits your needs. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of therapists out there who are emailing us, you know, I probably get three questions a month about telepractice and teletherapy and just starting out. And now it sounds mm -hmm. like this is a really exciting space for you guys. And just to think that you guys started with a brick and mortar speech therapy business and then just said, you know, wow, what a niche. I mean, that's where it's at. Just niche, 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 you know? Right. Exactly. You know, and niche, you know, you bring that up. It's so important when you get into any business, you know, especially the online space, because, you know, when you go to google.com and you put in a service, you're competing with everybody, you know, everybody in the country or everybody who speaks English for your services. And so having that niche is important, you know, in software, it is really important from our perspective because we wanted to build something 
that fit the needs of therapists, not just the needs of people who wanted to have a video meeting. So that was important to us. Do you find that more therapists that you spoke to over at ASHA, I mean, were mm-hmm. they working more with pediatrics and articulation, mm-hmm. or did you see uh, more people with strokes and traumatic brain injury or aphasia type therapies, or was it kind of yeah. uh, you know, a little bit of both? Well, really all over the place. You know, I think, you know, and any speech therapist is going to know that kids are the majority. And then with so many schools having big needs, you know, the school teletherapy space is huge. But honestly, you know, our biggest user right now is a clinic that does aphasia treatment. So people who've had strokes and obviously your audience would know what aphasia treatment is for. Absolutely. But uh, the thing I've noticed is that the more specific your therapy is, especially in private practice, the more niche specific your therapy is, the better you're going to be online. So say you do aphasia therapy and you know, you're really good at that. You're one of the best in the world at that. It's going to be easier to market that to faraway places because you'll become known as that person, that clinic that can do this really well. And people will be willing to go online and do it. And it may be that that population, that population who's had strokes, it's easier for them to get on a computer. You might not think that somebody who's you know, uh, elderly or over 70 could get on a computer and easily do this, but it might be easier for them to do that than to find transportation to a clinic. So even in our clinic, some of our patients rely on, you know, on the back of the insurance card, there's free transportation to and from the clinic. Right. But, you know, sometimes there's three or four people on those van trans and the patient's late, you know, and sometimes they right. miss half their session. It's not their fault, but, you know, they're totally dependent upon public transportation and van trans through the Medicaid or Medicare system. And it's frustrating mm-hmm. for them. And you're right. I mean, my dad, who's 83, I was talking to him and He's looking to get one of these iMacs that we built for our clinic. We just switched over to an online medical records documentation Mm, system. So we've got these uh, iMacs that I built laying around the clinic, and he wants me to mail him one so he can start, you know, jumping online and learning about this stuff. So, I mean, that's my dad, you know, totally from the south, you know, southeast Louisiana, 83 years old from a small town, and he's really thinking about and he's texting too that's the funny thing and he'll facetime you once in a while that's just i mean times are changing right well and somebody motivated to come in you know like that who's going to be motivated to go to a clinic do therapy they're likely going to be motivated to learn what they need to learn to get online and then a lot of it goes back to what i said earlier about focusing on the results like the result of speech therapy is improvement improvement of your patient's life of whatever their therapy goals are. The goal is not just to do therapy. The goal is to see their lives improved. And so this online teletherapy option offers that a different way to achieve the same goals. Well, this is really, really interesting. I'm glad you reached Mm -hmm. out to me so we can tell our listening audience about BlinkSession.com. Is there anything else Mm -hmm. that somebody would need to know about before jumping on uh, BlinkSession.com? Any last words? No, I mean... I would encourage you guys, your listeners, especially in that private practice space, to kind of think of teletherapy as another option to your in-person therapy and not really just a, you know, I consult a lot of businesses that want to get online and they want to get into that online space. They want to sell products online, whatever. And, you know, you're not going to compete with Amazon.com to sell products. Absolutely. And the same is true. Yeah, the same is true with therapy. You know, there's several companies that are big and they dominate Google and you're not going to really compete with them. But what you can do is go around to those doctors and those other people that refer to you 
and present this as an option. I think that's a really good way to get started is say, hey, you know, we have this teletherapy option. We can provide it online. We have a platform. It's HIPAA compliant, all these things. And, you know, show them the benefits of doing therapy online. Show these referrers how much you can serve people who can't get to your clinic and those things. Think of it as the same way you would think of doing in-person therapy. And that's really the last word of advice I'd have. Yeah. And I guess with patient permission, too, you could probably show mm. a referring doctor or pediatrician, you know, an actual session, you know, maybe yeah. a, a 30 or 40 seconds in a session and show them how the kids or the adults really respond to that technology. Definitely. You know, you got to think as a marketer, as, as somebody who's coming in with a new idea and showing them, you know, even research articles, look up things, be prepared when you go in. Because not everybody's going to be familiar with this or familiar with its efficacy. And I think you got to be prepared. But I really would encourage you guys to focus on getting people to refer to you for telepractice. You know, you're not going to get a lot of customers just, you know, by putting an ad on Google or Facebook. But really, really focus on that and focus on those people in your community that maybe can't make it to your clinic or they're a little too far out. But you can provide this service online as another option. Yeah, I know a lot of people when they reach out to me or they join the private SLP all access community, you know, people Mm -hmm. are tired, they're frustrated, you know, they're working 50 hours a week. And they think if they just, you know, hang that shingle and start that business, those patients are going to just start rolling in. And sometimes it's just not like that. And, and that's why I tell people to please take it slow, you know, and do your homework and really focus on the patient. This is not about just, you know, filling clinic space. This is Mm -hmm. about outcomes. Like you were saying earlier, this is focusing on the outcomes and making people better, focusing on the patient. And the more that I focus on the patient, you know, the better everything gets. You know, the therapists have their work, the patients get their help, and, you know, everybody has. But I think a lot of people, they get frustrated because, you know, it just doesn't happen fast enough. And I've said that before in a previous podcast. This is a long, long game. This takes years. And I'm sure, Mm -hmm. you know, your wife is a speech pathologist when she started that clinic. It's not like people are banging on your door to jump in, you know, when you open no. those doors. No. Speech pathology is one of those things where there's so much business out there. But that doesn't mean that people are automatically going to know you exist. Right, <laughs> I right. could definitely prove that. Same with software. You, you know, you do have to take the time to get out there, let people know that you exist. And with online therapy, to me, it's just that other piece that, you know, your competitors probably in your city aren't providing. It's that other thing, but you really have to be focused on it and say, you know, add a page on your website. This is teletherapy. This is why it's effective, you know, and then start really a concerted effort to market it to your community. Right. Make it meaningful. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, Eric, thanks for coming on the show today. And I know the listeners got a lot of information today and the best place to reach you is? Yeah. Blinksession.com. And then if you have any questions, there's a contact form. Definitely let us know. We provide all kinds of services besides the software. We do consulting. We do, you know, for bigger companies, custom development and different things. We do training. We can provide training for your staff and different things. We're here to help people. I mean, that's our goal is we're here to help speech therapists and other types of therapists get online, get their services online and succeed online. Awesome. Eric, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you for listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. For more information on Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup or to stay connected with Kyle, please visit privateslp.com.